the vibration of change, that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. Yes, it can seem rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, and it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance, from the quality of your inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. Here on The Christine Uptrich Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Are you ready to step into your vibration of change? Hello, everybody. Welcome. So grateful to have you here today. You might be listening live on Facebook on my professional page. Uh, You might be watching live on Transformation Talk Radio's Facebook page, listening live on KKNW AM 1150 in the Seattle area, TransformationTalkRadio.com around the world, but wherever uh, and whatever you're joining us from today, we're grateful to have you here. We're going to be having a fun conversation, and before I get into that and who our guest is today, I want to thank the people who are behind the show. First of all, Kyle, who does all the back behind the scenes work getting our guests um, all set up here and arranged, and um, also Benny Mathers at KKNW. Good morning, Benny. Hi, Christine, and uh, happy Mother's Day to you early. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. I, I love being a mother. And it's had I know you do. So do your fur babies. We see them every show. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you can't hate on that. <laughs> yeah, it's um my both my boys are growing yes. up now. And uh, you're and humans. Yet, I'm you're humans. A mother, <laughs> yes. I'm so excited because I get to spend Mother's Day with both of them. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. And hello, Olivia. And happy Mother's Day to the fur baby mom. <laughs> <laughs> happy Mother's Day to you, Christine. Thank you. You know, when we think about business and success within either entrepreneurship or, you know, running a a corporation, we often think of the hard work, the strategizing, the this perspective of doing, doing, doing. But is there a missing ingredient? Our guest today says often there is. Um, She is Cheryl Lynn. She's a successful entrepreneur, coach, and founder of Joyly Studios. Um, she has helped clients approach issues with practical and solution-based focus. Her experience includes role as the founder and owner of a successfully family successful family-owned consulting firm, and uh, she has led organizations where she worked with business owners and entrepreneurs on their businesses, uh, including marketing and strategic plans. And she says there's something else, though. She is the founder of Joyly Studios, and I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right. I'll ask her in a minute. She creates mindful practices and experiences to shift the collective consciousness towards making joy the dominant vibration on the planet, including within the context of business. Um, Her touchstone is the chair of joy. We're going to be talking to her about that. And she, where she invites executives, thought leaders, musicians, celebrities, politicians, and other influencers to tell stories of what brings them joy. And um, there's so much more that she does. We're going to learn more about it. I'd like to welcome our guest today, Cheryl Lynn. Welcome. My goodness, what a pleasure to be here, Christine. By you know, of change, I just am so excited. What a brilliant conversation. 
Thank you. And it's, it's, um, and to me, that's the most important thing because although I think that people tend to fear change, we long for positive change. It's change happens whether we want it to or not, but we long to have influence on creating positive change. And so when, when we can have conversations about how we can influence our own personal direction as well as our community direction, our planetary direction. I think there's nothing more important in the world. I think you're absolutely right. And I can't believe you've done this 350 some odd times. Oh gosh. It's just brilliant because it is that attention to focus and deliberate action that you're taking. And I just, I just commend you and applaud you for your work. Thank you. And it, it's funny because it's not something I expected to ever end up doing. Years ago, I was on the guest side of the mic a lot and, and uh, Pat Basile kind of dragged me into this, you know, <laughs> little trepidation. But it's been such a joy because I get to talk to thought, thought leaders such as yourself. And I believe our conversations can truly help people step into their vibration of change, their, their positive direction. And I love your story um, about how you shifted. And I, I, one of the things I love about some of these stories of how people have really transformed is because so many of us have been stuck in our lives in one way or another. You were too. What happened to kind of transform you and open up to a your own vibration of change? Yeah, that's... Uh... Well, it's really a long story, but I think that the crux of it, and it's funny, I was having this exact same conversation on one of my podcasts yesterday, and we talked about brokenness. We all have mm-hmm. some level, something, somewhere that we maybe were bullied or we, were, we have a disability or somebody told us we were a failure and we believed them or maybe we didn't graduate from college, but there's always something. There's something about us that are that's broken. For me, I allowed that to be my broken nose. It was physical for me. My brother actually threw a baseball at me at eight years old, like literally as hard as he could. He was mad that I didn't... Uh, play uh, baseball. I was in my sandbox having a blast. But the long story short is that I allowed it to create this invisibility for myself. I I hid, I stayed away. I, I, you know, just was quiet. And that wasn't my demeanor. I actually remember my spirit dissipating and going, wait a minute, that's, this isn't who I am. Mm -hmm. So then I spent the next 30 years trying to figure out what happened to her. And Cheryl just kind of disappeared. So one day I just, kind of sat down. I was in a custody thing and just the kids and all kinds of craziness. I sat down on the edge of a a deck looking over the ocean. I was at a a retreat my husband set me up for. And he said, you know, just take a minute and relax. And I did. And I sat on the edge of the chair and I remember my feet on the ground. I remember looking around, listening to the ocean and just paying attention to my children and all the amazing things about my kids that I could think of. And Uh minutes later, out of the blue, this is a custody battle of three years that was troubling me. And um, out of the blue, I got a call that said, come get your children. It's over. And so the rest of the time was just me for the last 10 years, just fine tuning this chair of joy moment that I have. And Mm -hmm. um, it's just exploding for myself and others all across the world. And I I loved your stories about the, the memories, some of your, the precious memories with your children. And um, they, you know, they were, 
mundane in some sense, but that they were magical. And as many of our our day-to-day moments truly are, if we really focus upon them. Um, And so it's so beautiful that not only did you come to that within the context of your internal chaos, your struggles, um, but it manifested exactly what it was that you were pushing for and then you let go and lo and behold, you got what you wanted. Um, yeah. and, and I feel like I've gone, I've spent all the money on all the gurus and I've tried this and I've tried that. There's meditation and mindfulness. There's so many things that people can do, but I've found that the, the easier and the fastest way I can get to silence, which is not easy because there's uh-huh. so much going on around us, um, that therein lies results, mm-hmm. the result of you know, the, the exercise that you've been putting off or the result of somebody new coming into your life in a relationship way or a new business idea or launching a new product or whatever that is, when you're sitting quiet, therein lies the results. And then the vibration, what you talk about, the vibration of change is this essence that you're talking about where you're tapping into joyful moments. People always say to me, oh, I just want more joy. I just, oh, I don't know what to do. Well, the answer is, joy is the answer. That's the name of my book. It's inside uh-huh. of us. You just sit on the chair and yeah. call it in, call in those amazing memories. And between silence and those uh, that level of raising the vibration from those memories, there's mm-hmm. just goosebump moments that I have three times a day. And that opens up floodgates every day. I can't even count the amount of blessings that come in every day. So I think that um, what you were alluding to a moment ago is so key. And that is that... Um, it's not about what you do to get to joy. It's right. about being with aspects of what is. Um, and you, I know you talk a lot about mindfulness. Why is mindfulness important in, in seeking joy? I mean, I think that that there's a lot of buzzwords and I, I try not to be, you know, specific to anyone because uh-huh. these, this, this, so this is, let's do this real quick. Can we join me? So put your feet on the ground. Mm-hmm. I want you to just feel your feet on the ground. If anybody's listening, I would love for you to just put your feet on the ground. And to me, this is the thing that has grounded me into silence the fast. It's not even about closing our eyes necessarily, but just feel your feet on the ground. The ground doesn't move. You know, we can always count on it. We can get up in the morning, put our feet on the ground, and there it is. So if you could just stay there for 10 seconds, feel your, just keep your mindfulness around your feet on the ground, your soles on the shoes your toes and your socks, your wiggling of your toes. And then look around, look around your room, like, wow, oh my gosh, this book, this, you know, this, these, all these magical things, all the things that give me joy, the pictures of my family. And then listen, listen, what do you hear? I got a little wind outside right now. And so between feet on your ground, looking and listening, therein lies silence right? And then the joy vibration. So, so I appreciate the the conversation about mindfulness. I think people use meditation, they use, you know, yoga, there's all kinds of gardening, walking, there's all kinds of ways, you know, to get to this place of silence. But that's one of the things that I love and that works and that seems to be working for a lot of people. Can I tell you a really quick success story? Absolutely. 
So this morning I get a call and this woman, um, I met her in Austin. We did a, we did a, we did a uh, Midwest tour. We took the chair, kind of a proof of concept. So we'll talk about that in the chair in a minute, but she sat in the chair and she says, you know, I just don't know about this sitting still and mindfulness. My life is crazy. I'm, I just, you know, what are you talking about? Right? So anyway, I've been working with her. She's been sitting in the chair of joy three times a day. She bought a pillow. She's got a nice little gold scarf that I gave her that she puts over the back of the chair. And she really mindfully stops and focuses on joy three times a day. So this morning she called and she said, Cheryl, my friend uh, has, an, has a space in her room. She's going out of the country and she told me to come there in St. Croix for three months. I booked the plane ride and I just want you to know it's happening. And I said, it's happening? It's just happening. Like I can feel this something opening in my life and it's beyond yes. work. Yes. And the intro to the show, it's, it's like the vibration of change is that magical moment where life shifts from struggle to ease, mm -hmm. from stagnation to forward movement. It's, it's this place where um, suddenly, and it feels sudden sometimes, it, you're in alignment and in that flow. And things do start to happen in magical ways. It's a great story. And um, yeah, I think that that's, it's raining outside here. It's dark. I've had, got extra lights on today. Probably have some shadows because it's so darn dark outside. St. Croix sounds really good to me right now. So what, what a wonderful thing to manifest. <laughs> yeah. And I just want to finish our process, what we just did. So I had you put your feet on the ground to uh -huh. look around and then, and then uh, listen. And then the next part is if you could just take one deep breath. If you can tap into one of your most joyful memories that you can whatever comes up could be as simple as wind on your face this morning, but something that when your life was just clicking for you, tell me about that. Well, I, what I flash back onto probably because we were talking about motherhood was when my first son was probably about a year and a half old and uh, he had the, the most adorable curly hair and I saw him in his overalls and he was in one of his spunky moods and uh, he, he's a very, reserved and shy person but he's also got this this um actor within and he 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 acted through high school and stuff but and he was performing something and he was pretending to be one of the thomas the tank engine trains and that that bubbliness that moment of joy in seeing that vibrant life come through him and how much in the moment he was and how joyful he was brought me deep satisfaction as a mother i love that we're going to do it one more time. Deep breath in. Okay. One other time and place, maybe business, maybe festival, maybe your first concert. You know, I don't know how old you were, but one other joyful moment. It was a time when I was teaching reconnective healing in, um, in Scottsdale, Arizona with another, with a team of, of wonderful colleagues who were, who were also co-teaching and supporting the process of, a hundred people uh, and and having this moment of this this connection with the team but this connection to those people who were also learning on their journeys and it was like this this magical shift that was collective yeah. because yes there are teachers that yes we were playing different roles but it was this collaborative effort of an expansion of perspective 
an expansion of vibration and an expansion of joy in the process of learning and teaching and, and, and shifting collectively that was so magical. I talk about expansion all the time. We'll talk about that in a minute, but just to finish the process, what you just did there, and I'm talking to you because you've done this for so long, but what our goal is to make joy, the intangible out there someday to the uh-huh. internal someday or one day or the, the day today, the now. Uh-huh. And so uh-huh. if you could tell me one word that sort of connects the memory of your young son and his overalls and this collaborative team effort that you so wildly you know felt deep in your heart what would you say that one word is vibrancy i love it mm-hmm. all right and so would you agree that for you joy is vibrancy and vibrancy is joy yes so if you could put vibrancy in a container some kind of container people do big ones and little ones something something maybe in your room that you already have but if you could mm-hmm. put vibrancy in some kind of container what would that be Hmm, a container. Oh, it bursts out of the container. I'm not sure. Um, yes, that's good. It's it's like a, it, it's an imaginary container. I think of it as a, of a huge sphere within which there is vibrant color and light that it cannot be contained because it's it's in there. But if it, it 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 through rays of light and color comes out. I love that. That's probably one of the best answers I've ever heard. I mean, somebody said I need to make a flip book of all these containers that people are talking about because the answers are wildly interesting. All right. So, so we just made your intangible joy tangible, and now it's in a container of these beautiful spheres. So we're going to go on a little walk. We're going to walk up the runway in LaGuardia airport. You know, we're getting on the airport with us, this magical sphere, this essence of light. And we're going to, we're going to go down the ramp. There's 3000 CEOs down there. Uh-huh. And they want to know what the heck you're talking about. This vibrancy, joy, what are they missing? Speak, mm. to, speak to us as if you were speaking to them. Hmm. Have you had that moment where you're running and suddenly you feel like it's not something you're doing, it's your being or your you're connecting with a um, someone you're mentoring and he or she just gets it and you feel so fulfilled or you're digging through the dirt in your garden and suddenly you don't feel the separation between the ground, the earth, the plants, the rain, the sun, that, mm. but you are just a player in this, this bigger scheme through which life is unfolding. Have you ever had that moment? That's that moment of vibrancy, where the life and light force comes through you, where you are expanding and others that you are connecting with, whether it's the plants or the mentoring clients or or those you're interacting with in conversation, also have this opportunity to become more vibrant and to expand. That's what, that's what that that light force that life that flows through you that's when you're in that moment of vibrancy full expression and connection of life i'm gonna ask you one more question and then i'll be quiet but i'm just curious from a ceo's perspective what does that mean for them Mm. it it means that it's almost like 
the things that they are doing, the people they're connecting with, there's this magical force that they can be connecting with that transforms not only their experience of their moment-to-moment day and those that they're interacting with, but it transforms what it is they're co-creating together. I don't know if that's too esoteric for CEOs. No. I don't used to, I'm not used to dealing with CEOs. Yeah, I think that that's exactly, that's exactly my work, Christine. So for the messages like what you had just, you know, so eloquently, you know, shared with, with your audience, it's that message that is missing. I mean, I feel like it's not lack of generosity or heart or love or intention. It's just a matter of what or how, you know, I don't really get what I need to do. I mean, I take my my team out for lunch or we go bowling. We do all these things, but as you know, happy and joy are different. Happy for me is when when I purchase, I'm sad, so I purchase a burger, then I eat the burger, and then I don't feel so good, so now I'm not so happy anymore, right? I kind mm. of put it in the other categories of the fear and the and the worry and the, and the despair and the depression, and happy uh-huh. kind of comes and goes. But joy, right, is sustainable, and it's something that we can count on and also work toward if we are diligent about it. Would you agree? Mm-hmm. Yes, and I, but I think that the diligence has more to do with a shifting and letting go than of forcing and doing. Correct. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there's there's less, uh, less, um, <laughs> it's less, so the chair of joy experience is for us is just the tool for them to understand that it's in, within, right? The joy mm-hmm. is already there. You don't have to go spend a bunch of money on your team to realize that there's joy in the day. So it's pretty phenomenal. Yeah. And from a, from somebody with an energy healing background um, and somebody who sometimes sees energy, it's to me, it really is about the vibrancy of color and light that comes through that kind of when, and when you're in that space, things seem more vibrant. You you may may actually see color and light in a slightly different way. Um, It may grab your attention in different ways and in some sense, it's esoteric, but in another sense, it's really about um, what it is in that moment that's catching your eye when you're paying attention, mm-hmm. that's you're feeling in your body when you're paying attention, that, yes, it's your, your heart, but it's also your gut. It's also the feet on the ground. Um, it's also the, the visuals and the sounds. Um, and I think about when we're children, how much we pay attention to all of our senses, right? That it, it's like, you know, the, the bird or the squirrel in the tree catches our attention. The softness of a blanket catches our attention. Mm-hmm. Um, the smell of the spaghetti sauce cooking on the stove really grabs our attention. And so if we can have that, that, that come from that place of childhood awareness within the context of business within the context of driving in the car and rush hour traffic to get from point A to point B, that it changes our experience of the moment, which in turn changes the experience of what it is we're creating and manifesting. Absolutely. And therein lies the challenge because the radio is on, the TV's on, the uh-huh. kids are calling us, you know, there's so much going on that to take time out to experience 
uh, all the things that you just talked about, I believe is where our where our challenge lies. So I, I you talked briefly about the experience economy. I, are you familiar with that? No, I'm not. Tell me more about it. Well, it's it's Joseph Pine and James H. They wrote a, a James, a, James H. Gilmore. They wrote a book, um, basically saying that it's an economy that's following the uh, agrarian uh, economy, the industrial economy, and the most recent service economy. So basically, what how they define it is an economy in which many goods or services are sold by emphasizing the effect that they can, that they can have on people's lives. Experiences are their own category, just like goods and services. So generally speaking, you need a combinations of goods and services to make an experience possible. So with the chair of joy and what we just talked about with your feet on the ground, looking, seeing, you know, experiencing joyful memories, it's become this whole phenomenon. Like mm -hmm. I'm having CEOs sit in the chair of joy that are 250 employees or more. And we're talking about joy and it's been the most eye-opening um, experience that they've had in a very long time because they don't a take time for themselves or understand how to develop it. Right. And I want to hear more about some of their experiences and what you've learned from that and what they've learned and how it's transformed them. We're going to go to a quick break, but stay tuned more here with Cheryl Lynn um, and joyfully here in just a few moments. I'm Peggy Snow with another Stellar Reflections Minute. Presence, or what we think of as being fully in the moment, is a key element in the process of healing work. As a practitioner facilitating a session, Genuine presence takes us out of our heads where we tend to decide what is and maybe what should be for the client and moves us into direct experience where we're available to witness the person in their wholeness. In this receptive realm, our senses are heightened and expanded, allowing us to perceive what's seeking to unfold and to interact in the moment. There's something profoundly powerful that happens when healing is approached in this simple, pure way. Balance can be restored and healing can take place on multiple levels. If you'd like more information about the services we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425-999-9836. When you lose a child, you find yourself part of a club that you never chose to join. There is a way to find meaning and joy in your life again. Jen Ripa has created a six-week sacred grief system, helping you let go of grief, heal with compassion, and understand what's available to you in the rest of your life. It can feel scary acknowledging that a part of you wants to move forward because you're not sure how to do it in a way that honors your child. The good news is that when you allow yourself to address your grief in a multi-sensory way, you can transition from sadness, regret, and hopelessness into a life that gives you peace, joy, and meaning. Jennifer understands with deep compassion how you're feeling because she's been there. For more information about the Sacred Grief Course, visit thriveology.com. That's T-H-R-I-V-O-L-O-G-I-E dot com. The Vibration of Change that magical place where life shifts from struggle to ease, from stagnation to forward movement, from old ways of being to new ways of becoming. If you're like I am, it can be rather elusive to get there, but when you are in it, you feel it down to your very core, don't you? And it can positively affect everything in your life, from your relationships to your health and well-being, from your career path to your abundance. 
from the quality of that inner connection to the fullness of your self-expression. On The Christine Upchurch Show, we explore ways to get into that vibration of change with experts in the fields of consciousness, psychology, spirituality, health, healing, and science. Join me, Christine Upchurch, every Friday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on KKNW AM 1150 and Transformation Talk Radio and learn new ways to step into your vibration of change. Welcome back to the Christine Upchurch Show here on 1150 AM KKNW, TransformationTalkRadio.com and Facebook Live on my professional page. And of course, on the dozens of podcasts it sends up after the fact. We're talking today to the founder of Joyly, Cheryl Lynn, and we've been talking about joy and its connection to life, and there's a connection to business. Now, Cheryl, you've got this chair of joy, which I'm fascinated about. What is that, and how do you use it? So as I said earlier, when I sat out on the deck that one day, I really had this grounding and I felt the a chair under my butt, you know, I felt my mm-hmm. arms on the chair, like I really paid attention to the fact that I was sitting still. And I, like I said, I really concentrated on the ground. So I tried to explain that probably for the last 10 years, what, the, what that means to sit in a chair, to put your feet on the ground and just sit still and think about memories. And people are like, I don't get it. I'm busy. I got stressed. There's stress. There's so much going on. Uh-huh. So in March of 2020, when pandemic, when the pandemic just shut down Las Vegas, we were actually staying in Las Vegas for six months. And uh, from, cause we live in Wisconsin and it's cold here. So uh-huh had some great times over there and I decided Joyly just came and it's like we I need to tell people about this chair of joy thing that I'm talking about uh-huh. so I purchased the chair and it's an eight foot chair it's kind of small looking here but it's it's beautiful it's gold trimmed it's you know got diamond t- tuffeted back and it's really about the Mona Lisa Mona Larry essence or the authority or the grandness or the luxuriousness of it when you sit in it. And uh-huh. that's what I wanted to give people is to sit down, have lights and oftentimes cameras are rolling and have the experience with them as the focus. You are the focus. The, mm-hmm. You know, I just put you through it. It's basically that's what you do. If you were sitting uh-huh. in our care of joy, that's what would be happening. So it's grand. It's big. It's just a, I, it's just a symbol and it's not meant to be the answer, your chair, my, my log in the woods, my park bench at the park, you know, my couch in the living room, they're all chairs of joy, but this is just a way to say, let's think about how important this is to sit down three or four times a day and take a break for yourself. You know, we pound all day long on the computer. And then at the end of the day, we're like, I never did enough. I should have done that, 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 and that. Mm. When in reality, we did way more than enough. Had we taken a little break and I sat down in our chair of joy, I wonder what we we could reflect on that happened that morning or a few minutes before that or yesterday, mm. you know. And what I can I can feel chills and goosebumps right now because my vibration is rising just knowing the amount of energy that I conjure up when I take the time and when others take. Mm. The time. I love that. I love that. So. You traveled around with that chair, that eight-foot chair, um, and you said that you interviewed CEOs. First of all, where all did you travel, and how many CEOs did you talk to? Well, the very first one, I left Las Vegas on the way because it was shut down. There was really pretty much nothing to do anymore, so we came back uh-huh. to Wisconsin. I put the chair in the car. You know, my husband, can you imagine the surprise when I said, oh, by the way, honey, 
this is happening. We're carrying this chair around in my van now. And uh -huh. so anyway, um, Laura Stack was my very first uh, person on the tour, on the first tour. And she is the previous National Association president. She lives in uh, near Boulder, near, near Denver, Colorado. Uh -huh. And at the very beginning, there was a lot of begging. Please, 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 will you sit in my chair and talk to me? But um, she's such a professional and she said, of course, you know, let, I don't know really what you're up to, but I'm open to it. Anyway, I drove the chair there and took it out of the car. We met at the church and she told this profound story of her son. His name is Johnny and Johnny passed away um, from by suicide from doping as an eight, I think an 18 year old and devastating story but her essence about who she is, how she holds herself, how she holds his joy, what that looks like mm -hmm. for her now. I mean, it was it was a very emotional experience for both of us. And oh. I got it all on camera. And it's just, oh, that's I, great. I love, love, love to share that story. But the, to answer your question, I, I brought the chair back and kind of took a break over the summer, you know, with the, everything going on in the world. Nobody wanted to talk to me or sit in any chair or anything uh -huh. of that nature. So finally, in December of this last year, I put the chair back in the van, got all my temperature taking and my Lysol and, you know, the sprays. And I took the chair from Wisconsin all the way down to Austin, Texas, Dallas. I went to Nashville. Um, where else did I go? Pittsburgh. Uh, uh, where else? Chicago, Milwaukee, Madison, a bunch of other places, but 15 mm -hmm. cities, 15 days. And again, begging executives. I moved it up from you know, just my family and friends to maybe executives and, uh -huh. and the transformations were profound. They were, man, I, one gentleman in particular, he said, I now sit on my chair of joy on my deck, Cheryl. And this is what happened. I sat there almost two weeks after we spoke and I packed up my bags and moved my entire family from San Francisco to Austin, Texas, where I've always wanted to live. He just yeah. came over that he never thought about doing it before. Why? Because he never took the time to sit yeah. still and focus and concentrate on it. Uh -huh. So so when I put people in the chair, um, Christine, there's, there's just a, an absolute transformation from, from, I don't think that I really wanna talk to you about joy. I have joy, you know, this is too foo-foo, too. Mm. Thank you for the reminder. I absolutely do not focus on joy. I need to talk. What if I'm not focusing on a joy? What in the world am I doing? I think right. that's probably the crux of it. So anyway, that ended the Midwest tour. I kind of proved the concept, and now we're on the road with CEOs, and they're bringing in their staff. And now I'm having the staff watch the CEOs, and they're learning. And they're like, then I put the staff in the chair, and they're like, I never knew that about. Oh my God, my boss can sing, you know. <laughs> So real quick, yesterday I had, or in South Dakota, I had Lori Lewison sit in the chair and she, when I asked her, like I did you, a brief moment of her chair, uh, of a memory that gave mm -hmm. her great joy, she said, funny you should ask, my family friend, a physician, Dr. Allen, passed away yesterday. And one of my most favorite joyful moments was when I, when he found out he was sick and I went into his room and I held his hands and we started singing hymns and, and you know, mm -hmm. telling stories. And then I started singing, you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. And I, she said, I, I will never forget that moment. It was amazing. So mm -hmm. then I said, 
do you think you could take a minute while you're sitting in this grand chair and the cameras are rolling to sing that song for Dr. Allen? She sang the whole verse, the whole room was crying. Oh. And, and, and I, you know, I bet she didn't take that time for herself to ever mm -hmm. actually just fully embrace him, that moment, that time. Right. And to have her staff in the room watch one of her beautiful employees watching, um, it was it was magical, absolutely magical. So that's just one of many many things. <laughs> Interesting. So, in a sense, it's not only teaching people like within the, that, that kind of context, not only teaching people to focus on their moments of joy and to place importance on it, but it's also about creating community within a business scenario where joy is the connector. Yeah, Jeffrey Hazlett sat in, and I don't know if you know Jeffrey Hazlett, he's he's the CEO of C-Suite Network. He used to be the, chair, uh, the, CEO, or the CMO of Kodak. And um, he hit it on the head. Yes, he's completely generous, heart, love, you know, commitment to communication for his entire team. I mean, he's the consummate of that, but they've never, he, and he says this, you can ask him, I'm not talking out of school. He says, we don't say joy. We don't, we don't really, that's not a conversation. It's not a culture here. So yes, to answer your question, it's about creating a culture of joy. And when I, when he was sitting in the chair, we talked about all of that and his beautiful memories. And he goes, I don't know, I got a tractor. I don't know what else I need to do. You know, that's his joy. He's like, I got this tractor in my yard and it gives me a great amount of joy, but, but his business is growing exponentially and all the way through the pandemic. I mean, he's been, you know, bringing people together in a really unique way for a long time. But what he said was, I said, what, how do you, what do you think the impact of creating a culture of joy, not only in your organization, but for any CEO listening? And he said, there are not enough zeros at the after the dollar sign to explain what could happen if even our team increased the vibration of joy by 1%. So, wow. Yeah, because currently it isn't a conversation and he realized yeah. it. So, yeah, and, and I think about, you know, we've gotten to a stage now where um, there's so many people at the, in the, the lower levels of, of organizations who feel like, you know, their C, the CEOs are getting way too much and they're focusing on what they get out of the employees. And, um, you know, I've known young people who have, worked at jobs where they get hours cut back because they're trying to, to save money or they cut staff back. It's like, it's like it becomes a struggle. And I think about how we've often lost sight of how happy employees make for um, a more pleasant work environment, but create more success. And how, and, and it seems like we've, we've lost sight of that in our world right now. How do we make this sort of thing go viral? Good question. Help. <laughs> I think we're doing it. <laughs> I, think, I think the number one thing that I want people to realize is that joy is their basic human right. Like it's mm. not one day. It's not something that we have to do at Christmas time or at a birthday party, or a surprise birthday party once a year or something. It's, sure. it's a consistent, intentional act. And so... I think some of the things that we could talk about is this chair of joy. Like I just asked you during the break what your chair of joy was. So maybe tell me, tell me where your chair of joy is. Chair of joy is. I think that would be really helpful for the people listening. Well, I'd say my chair of joy is probably this chair right here, because it's it's within my bedroom, right? So I can close the door. 
um, I get to have wonderful expansive, expansive conversations with people like you and, you know, do some Zoom meetings. But it's also a place where um, I can sit and I can look out the window. Let's see. I'm actually going to turn the camera. I've never done this on live here. Oh. See, it's a beautiful forest. Mm. Um, and people also know about my orcas place where there is, again, it's in my bedroom. And out the window, there is water, there's trees. Um, so it's a connection to nature. It's a place where my kitties like to come in and sit on my lap as well. Uh, but also because it's in a sort of a retreat, you know, a place of, of rest, it's not in the busy living room or kitchen. Uh, it's, it's a time for me to focus on what it is I'm focusing on, such as this right now, or just taking a moment of rest and, and focusing on within. So would you agree then that if you sat in that chair of joy or others sat in their chair of joy, even three times a day, if you could just turn yourself away from the camera or turn the camera off or computer uh -huh. down or whatever, close the computer lid, whatever that is, sure. and just really get present with the things that bring you joy three times a day, what do you think is possible? And to answer your question, how can we get more people engaged in that process? That's, mm. that's what we're talking about. So. Well, I think that for me, what when I focus on joy, it, it takes me out of the, the, the inner chaos, whatever it might be. It might be some emotional, you know, chaos, like, you know, the thing that always gets me off balance is dealing with the bureaucracy and having to like punch 20 buttons on my phone in order to talk to a human being. It takes 10 minutes to get to them, you know, that, that sort of thing. It might be something like that, or it might be, um, having too many things to do, taking that moment allows me to get into alignment with the now, which is the only place where the vibration of change can occur is in the now. And it and helps put me in that flow so that I can suddenly maybe prioritize my day a little bit more efficiently or let go and have some feel some humor um, about the things that have gone wrong, right? Um, and to sort of get more in alignment with myself, which is really where all the order and, and the expansion comes from, is with that alignment as opposed to the, the doing and the chaos. Yeah, the coolest thing about that, that you, everything you just explained is it's scientific, it's neuroscience, right? It's the, it's the, it's the calling in the memories, letting the vibration rise and having the synapses go click, 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 click you know, click, click, click. And what I've learned over the years is that I'll, I'll be sitting in my chair of joy and this memory will start coming. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I seriously have not thought about that. Even in the practice of what I'm doing, I haven't thought about it, right? And then the more I practice, the more memories come from when I was young. And it's just, it's a practice that's been deepening and I'll bring things out into the living room with everybody. And I'm like, hey, just give, guess things what I just thought of. And or remember that one time when we were here or there and they're like, oh, yeah, 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 you know, it's just fun. And then and then you think of something about a certain person. And I always encourage you call that person up. Um, uh -huh. Kathy Joe, she's a she's been a, a foster mom of 60 children. And uh -huh. I put her in the chair of joy. And I, does she take time to celebrate joy? No, doesn't. She doesn't have time. She said the only time I have joy is when I'm stirring pot a pot of soup at the kitchen and everyone's around laughing, which is a beautiful moment, but there's never really anything just for, for her. But she says she's been doing this 
and she'll pick up the phone and call someone, one of the kids from years back. And it is just, she said it, it's, it was such a good in, inertia to get kids started on that path to help others, not only find joy myself, but then how to share that with other people as well. Mm. So why have you connected this to your business mission? Wow, nobody, nobody really asked me that. <laughs> this isn't what you used to do, but now you're doing it. So I know you've got a reason. I think, I think I have tried. I've been successful in many, many of the things that I've done, which has been a lot of fun, but it always comes back to what can I do every single day, all day long that gives me joy? And the answer was joy. So I think when I told you my broken story, it's, it's just my own learning. My own understanding is to be in joy. And the only way to do that is to study it. And so I thought, well, I'll just start a company around joy. And I use the word joyly as it's an extension of joy because it's not just joy at Christmas time, like I talked about, but it's joyly, like merrily. And people are already using, I'm joyly going to the store today, Cheryl. Like they're using uh-huh. it in a sentence, which I was hoping for. So right. it's just another way to draw attention to it. And the chair of joy wasn't, it wasn't really anything. It was just what it was before. So somebody, you know, saw it for real and said, you know, you need to make that a thing and make people, um, you know, invest some time and energy and for themselves to really uh-huh. experience it. And now we wrote a whole program about it. I call a CEO can take a year of joy with his team. We can designate a, li- a liaison um, at the end of the year after 52 modules, they get this our Arium Spirium Award, which is, this, there's an E in my logo, which is this beautiful gold, um, you know, kind of like the Emmys, if you will. So they'll get an award. Uh-huh. So it's just, it's just a lot of fun to answer your question, I think. <laughs> So it's having it's it's you having fun and experiencing joy within the context of of your own business, which of course sounds like it's having very positive ripple effects. Well, isn't that what they say all the time? And I'm not, I mean I've read a ton of books saying doing do what you love and the money will come. So uh-huh. I'm talking about joy every day, all day long, and I think that the 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 people that are joining me, this like I mentioned earlier, Paul, uh, Dr. Paul Abel, he's 74 uh-huh. years old. He has a nine year old son. And he's, he's been a Beverly Hills healthcare doctor for 30, 40 years. And he did this whole study about longevity. And the answer was how to have a longer, healthier life is to study and focus on joy. Yeah, so that's interesting. He, he, that's joined, interesting. he joined the World Council of Joy. And we're just bringing people who are like yourself in the space um, to continue to build and gather together so that it's not a one-off or she's talking about that or he's doing this. Like, let's come together and raise yeah. the vibration for change. Yes. So what's your website and um, what do you offer people? So joyly.com. I'm, I'm happy to, J-O-Y-E-L-Y. I'm happy to take anybody through the chair of joy experience. So if you go to the contact page, you can get a 30 minute experience with me, what we just did uh, uh-huh. basically and give people some tools. I got a little PDF that people can download and um, you know, just start practicing. So that's my ask. My ask is, would you please learn about what the experience, how to experience the chair of joy and, and be with mm-hmm. me. And then, and then, and then I'm traveling all over the country. So if you're, if you're somewhere and you're listening and you want to be a host, um, I would be happy to bring the chair. You bring 10 people who want to sit in the chair and we're going to have a, instead of a Tupperware party, we're going to have a joyly party. <laughs> love that. Love that. 
And uh, I know you've got a book that you're writing too, correct? The book is, is, is a work in progress. It's called Joy is the Answer. And every time I interview someone, I say, so that was a transformational experience for, for you. Is that right? And they say, yes. And I said, would you agree that joy is the answer? And they say, absolutely. And then they give me this long story about why. And all yeah. those little snippets are what are going in the book, basically. Yeah. So it's just going to be a homespun, you know, beautiful, heartfelt book of, of real stories from pe people actually in the transformational process. I love that. And one of the things that um, you mentioned with a couple of your stories is when people were connecting with their joy, they also were connecting with a loss. Um, clearly, joy can coexist with pain and grief and things that are upsetting and unsettling that juxtaposition can that be healing for a person well i can i am never in anyone else's body but i know from myself when when i have a lot of anxiety you know and fear sometimes and uh -huh. and so i just take myself out of the situation and sit in the chair of joy and the there are no words to explain how that fear just dissipates from my body Right. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, there, there, there was one gentleman I had in the chair and I asked him one of his favorite memories and it was about his son. And he said, it's a painful story. And he said, but I said, tell me the joy of that story. And he did and explained mm -hmm. very much like your young son running around in his overhauls. It was very similar to that. Uh -huh. And then he passed away. He also committed suicide at a mm -hmm. young age. And so, so he, we were both crying. And so I am sure that he thought about that story for a long, long time and, and, okay. and the celebration that we put around it. So I, to answer your question, I would say, absolutely. I'm not a counselor, but I would say yes. Yes, yes. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that um, I've discovered on my own personal mission, and I've, I've observed it in, in clients as well, is that if we're not pushing away the pain, mm -hmm. if we're allowing it to be, because when we're in that moment, you know, it, it can arise if we're not busy pushing it away. Um, that that can make space for the joy. Like if we if we aren't letting go of the pain, the grief of having lost somebody, then how can we open our heart? I think of it sort of like our, our heart is our manifestation engine. It's the engine of that that the energy of love flows through and it's it's that energy that that allows us to create but oftentimes if we're preventing the pain the grief from flowing through it's kind of like having clogged spark plugs you can't bring your car up to speed right as you're as you're moving forward so i think that for me with my experience that sometimes grief and joy automatically go hand in hand or you know side by side within the heart yeah Joy is extremely vulnerable. It makes you very exposed. And Brenny Brown even says joy is the is the thing that people fear the most. Because if you if you get to joy, you must have to give up. You must have to focus on something that doesn't feel so good. So right. and, 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 and and then it'll go away just like that. If I focus on joy, it won't last. You know that's yeah. a or or it it allows us to embrace what's really important to us, which everything on this in this life that's really important to us can be lost mm -hmm. and that is a painful possibility mm -hmm. 
but if we aren't embracing it, then how can we experience the joy from it? Yes. And what if our, we're sitting in our chair of joy and we're celebrating it? Even my mom, who's, you know, Mother's Day, it's just, a, it's a big deal. She's going to sit in the chair of joy, the big one for the first time this week and or this weekend, but like sitting down and, and cherishing those memories. So when she does leave us one day that we have them, like just focusing on, on bringing it into your life, like not just keep it for yourself, but who can I invite into this joy with me to help a the healing process and b you know to create more joyful memories for the future because much like you say it's all about expansion like my motto is life expansion through experience you know yeah. experience 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 go get some more experiences that give you joy and hold on to them. we're having an app come out pretty soon where you'll be able to log those joyful experiences so in 10 years from now you'll have 10,000 you know, memories that you can flip through and pay attention to. I think that'd be super cool. I love that. And what a wonderful legacy to leave your loved ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So in a minute or less, what's your final message for our viewers? God, if I had a minute, I would say, if you're sensing that this feels woo woo that maybe it's still for somebody else maybe if you're in a dark place or sad place or you know you want more success your business isn't working like i would just ask you to trust trust the process sit mm -hmm. down find a chair of joy and focus on joy three times a day take yourself out of the rat race out of the chaos out of the confusion and sit down and celebrate all the things that are working and watch like 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 uh robin said when she's going to st croix it's happening <laughs> yeah, yeah that's that's fabulous i want to thank you and also i want to mention to our viewers that the vibration of change which i have taught you know several times in person i'm teaching it online in the academy of divine knowledge um we will put a link below on the facebook page it's also on the home page of my website if you want to join me over there, it's going to be launched in, in June. I'm really excited on my mother's birthday. What would have been my mother's birthday? So anyway, thank you, Cheryl Lynn, for what you're doing and what you're bringing to the world and for being here with us to have this conversation. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for doing what you're doing. Yeah. And thank you all for joining us here today. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Thanks so much for tuning in today. If you'd like to empower yourself to step further into your vibration of change, please visit my website at christineupchurch.com where you can learn more about my insights, upcoming events, and private sessions.